Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We work hard at being healthier. One, and what we really need is better quality sleep. <sighs> the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. To the show, everybody, you're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Now, this week's Art Bell iTunes five-star rating and reviews is Razzie66, Not T-Pain, Thankfully, Bastite Fan, Therminator86, Laurelin the Golden, Mo Is, MyKO666, Mijo155MM, Bass Cat Lil Dave, NexusXX, Denver316 from the UK, Matt, T1970 UK and Rye 2016 from the UK. 
Thank you, everybody, for going to iTunes and leaving an Art Bell five-star rating and review. If you are interested in having a shout-out on next week's show, just go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, and you'll get that shout-out on the following week's show. Now, we also do Patreon shout-outs, and this is for people who go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals. That's patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and sign up to become a monthly contributor to this show. There's a lot of rewards in it for you, so check it out at patreon.com forward slash the confessionals. And this week's Patreon shout-outs is Brian G, Amy A, Chuck C, Jeffrey H, Josh K, Donnie A, Dennis F, Alan W, and Jody H. Thank you very much for going to Patreon and signing up to be monthly supporters to the show. It means a lot to me. I've emailed you guys, and we have been in contact, so thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Now, I want to let you guys know this week's show is Matt coming on, and Matt has a lot of different haunting experiences that he's had throughout his life uh, in a particular house that his mom bought. It all started with minor little things and kind of grew in severity as time went on to a point where he eventually had the main event of things that he saw happen in this house. I'm really excited to bring on Matt tonight. And after we bring on Matt, we're going to have a special guest appearance from Wes Germer for a few minutes. We're going to sit down and chat with him about some up-and-coming things. So let's get to it right after this. Okay, tonight we have Matt coming on, and Matt emailed me a few months ago, actually, and he has some uh, paranormal experiences that he had together in one home uh, that kind of led up to this more bigger episode that he's going to get into tonight. But uh, first off, Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Very good. So we were talking, and you're just in the Chicago area, and... When you emailed me, you emailed me about a house uh, that I, th- I think you grew up in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I spent most of like my growing up years in, in, in that house, but right up until I, just before I started high school when we moved out. Gotcha. Okay. So these experiences that you're going to share tonight happened in this house, and there are several experiences that you had that kind of led up to an escalation of one more major experience. So why don't you just start talking to us about, you know, what are some of the things you experienced uh, as a kid growing up that led to this main event? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess probably the best way to start is my mom bought this house when we were six, when I was six, sorry. And uh, it's a Cape Cod style home. And definitely like a lot of things to understand is like the description of the house to follow through with what happened to me. And it, it has this large living room in the front of the house where on the one side you could walk through and go to the kitchen. And in the opposite corner of that is a little hallway where my mom's room was and another bedroom and a bathroom. And if you come back up to the front of that living room, you'll see like the stairway going upstairs. And a, a lot of the big thing that started kind of a few months after we moved in is footsteps that like you would always hear someone walking around it, no matter what you knew where everyone was everyone was in the house and you would always hear footsteps if you everyone was downstairs you could hear someone walking from bedroom down the hallway upstairs and it same thing if you were upstairs you can hear someone down in the kitchen downstairs it was constant like 
throughout everything. And, and even like how you were saying earlier about how like, to the escalation point, even after that, it was the footsteps kept going. And that was creepy enough. But as I got older, things started kind of being more different and like more direct towards me. I don't know if it's because I was the youngest one in the house or out of my siblings. I spent the most time in the house. Uh, there was like me, my older brother, my older sister, uh, both of them. My older sister was probably in her like late teens. And my brother was in his early teens in high school. So like they were never around. And uh, every now and then there'd be kind of like a weird thing with someone left the light on or we have like a, an attached garage and that door would be left open or like it would always kind of start a fight between us. And so my mom would be like, you know, who left all the upstairs lights on all day while no one was home? Well, none of us. So it was continuous kind of weird things like that. I can't believe one of you left the garage door open. Well, no, no one left the garage door open. We did have like another fridge in there to go and get drinks from, but it was always open the door, close the door, open the door, close the door. We were really, my mom was really meticulous about like saving money and energy bills. So from there, in that living room, we had like uh, like the main TV in the house, which we only had two at the time. While you're sitting on the couch, you can like kitty corner, like peripheral vision, like see into that to the guest bedroom. And you'd always feel this weird feeling of like being watched and no matter what, your eyes automatically go to that room. So, like, if that wasn't creepy enough, it kind of changed to, like, seeing, like, a shadow of a person. I, it sounds so typical, but, like, darker than the room itself. Pass right by the door and go, like, to the back corner of that room. And it, it got to the point where it was happening so often, I just stopped watching TV downstairs. I would just always go up to my room. Wow. I spent all my time in my room. And usually when like something like that would happen, I was always by myself in the house. Like it, it didn't, it, I wasn't alone all the time, but like whenever like my mom would go out and it would always be on the weekends. Like, of course my older brother and sister are gone anyway. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But so in being in my room all the time, like the, hearing everything downstairs was like footsteps and, and such like it, it kind of escalated a little bit more and I would never go investigate it. It would always be just play my game boy in my room until I pass out and I wake up my mom so many ways. So we're all good. And sometimes even in my room, my bed was actually under the attic access. So you would hear footsteps in the attic and then I would see the like um the door for the attic it was one of those you just kind of like push it up and slide it over i would see just the corner of it come up and then it would slam down so it was like almost wow. like nowhere i can go in the house like i could actually escape what was happening so like i was just always always terrified to be alone and i hated it but it you know it's just kind of one of those things you have to deal with when you're younger i guess you know, my mom kind of played it off as like you're just letting letting your mind play games on you just relax like go to bed like all the doors are locked no one's in the house we live in a good neighborhood you know our our neighbors are we're really close but like they're right across the way like if anything happens just call them or run over there 
which I would never do anyway because it would be way too embarrassing because yeah. my best friend, and we were around the same age as my neighbor, so I'm not going to tell him I'm too scared to be home alone because I'll never hear the end of it. But so when you're upstairs and from my room, like I can stare straight down, like down my bed and then out the door of my room down the hallway and I can see where the stairs go to go downstairs. And then in front of that is like my sister's room, like her door. And you can hear someone walking up that hall. So it's a constantly like always like leaning up, like sitting up in bed and looking down the hall and then nothing. Turn the lights on, grab the flashlight. There's no one home. Go back down, you know, lay back down, relax. <laughs> like just try to convince myself that like this isn't happening. Yeah, kind of like ignore it. it as best as I could. I I mean, and it was it was constant like in in you know, being I don't know, between the ages of 6 and 14 and and having this constant thing like happen to you like you I got used to it but then like I could never really fully brush it off it could always always be something that like was that noise just what normally happens or is, is something actually going down like downstairs like do I need to run downstairs and investigate or do I just need to stay up here in my room and just calm myself down to go back I'm sorry the the attic door thing what happened all the time especially when I was younger and it got so bad that, like, my mom actually thought that we had, like, a rodent problem or something. Like, a squirrel would be able to pick up the attic. <laughs> but, so, of course, my older brother gets his BB gun and investigates the whole attic. Nothing. And my mom's boyfriend went up there and checked for all types of holes or anywhere. Like, anyone could, any, like, rodent or animal or could, could get in. Because you would think it would have to be something huge to make as much noise as was happening in that attic. And there's nothing. And and we even had the like siding replaced, the whole roof replaced, like everything was all new and there was no way something could have like made its way in without noticing, you know, like kinda like if, if it already looked like it was broken and garbage, like you can kinda kinda guess that like an animal can make its sure. way in, but when it was all brand new, like there's no way you would notice right away if there was a huge gaping hole. And that didn't make anything better because I would just tell myself, oh, it's got to be an animal. It, it's got to be something that's happening, not just like something paranormal. And, and back then, I, I mean, I would have never thought that anyway, because I, there's no way I would have even stayed in that house if I actually thought it was a ghost. Well, so hold on a second. So this stuff is happening around you. And even with this stuff happening around you, you weren't really thinking ghosts. No, no. I, up until the point, where like I would have seen like the shadow in that guest bedroom on the first floor. And, and that's when it kind of like okay. peaked like that interest in like, okay, well like what could this be? And then trying to talk about it with my family and especially my siblings that, you know, my brother would be like, Oh, it's just the ghost in the house. He said nonchalantly. So you didn't believe him or at that point you did believe no. him. No, of course I didn't believe it. My older brother. Was <laughs> so like, uh, okay, you know, like you're just trying to get me scared. Like I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to you. There's no way. Right. There's no way it's a ghost house. There's no way it's haunted. Like that's in movies. You know, all the scary movies you want me to watch anyway, because we share a room. We shared a room at that point. So it was just, it was ridiculous. 
what I had to put up with my older brother. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, so you're experiencing these things in the house, like, you know, what sounds like footsteps and the, the attic door opening and closing. And but those are all things that, you know, if you're looking to explain away and find an alternate source of explanation, uh, you definitely could do that. I mean, you know, how many times do you hear people say that, oh, it's just a house settling, you know, that, that that's an explanation or uh, a draft in the attic that maybe is opening or closing the door. And I was going to ask you about that, but you know, it seems like if there's a new roof and things like that on the house, it doesn't seem like having a draft would be, uh, you know, an option there for an explanation. No, no, there's, there's no way we never, we didn't have any of those side vents like up in the, the peak of the roof anyway, to like cause any sort of draft that could do that. And besides like the door sits down in the two by sixes, that, you know, the stringers that run across to hold the ceiling up and like in the bedrooms. So like that draft would have to be hard enough to like get down through like the, the two by six and lift up the three quarter inch plywood to then let yeah. it slam back down again. And it was not like it was even, it was always from one corner. And you could tell because like the, the trim that like on the ceiling that held that piece of plywood up in that corner where it was getting slammed it was like starting to get loose. So like it was, I, I don't think I actually put that in the email. That was actually probably a, a big thing that I should have told you about, but that's what like started like the, the escalation. So a few months of just kind of dealing with like the footsteps and the attic door and, you know, kind of always being when I'm downstairs watching TV and, and seeing something moving in that back bedroom or, you know, like hearing some faint whispers like in the house. And, and that could, I could definitely contribute that to like, it could be wind or like the house settling because of how like faint it was. But like okay. from over watching TV to like pausing it, did someone just say something, you know, like, you know that feeling? Yeah, for sure. Like, did, I, did I hear something else coming from a different part of the house? But from there, I'm at home. Everyone's out of the house. I'm pretty sure it was like, it had to be like a Friday or Saturday night and I'm watching TV downstairs. And then I just get that weird feeling of being watched. So then I just shut the TV off, go to my room. You know, at that point I'd finally got a TV in my room. It was awesome. So I'm, you know, playing Sega, you know, probably Sonic <laughs> Yeah. in my room and you know, I get thirsty. So like I said before, we had an attached garage and there's a fridge with, you know, pop and juices and, and stuff like that in the garage. So I walk all the way downstairs, you know, go across the living room. You got to go through the kitchen. And after the, when you're going through the kitchen, after that, there's like a small little like family room. We have a small fireplace. And from there, you can get to the door to the attached garage. So I go in and get my drink. I come in and I, I close the door of the garage. And as I'm coming back into the kitchen, every single door, drawer, appliance door, everything is open. I didn't hear wow. a noise, anything. And I mean, every, like every drawer in the fridge, we had these tall pantries next to the fridge that had pull out drawers. All those drawers were open. The oven was open. The, the racks in the oven were slid out. The bottom drawer on the oven was open. Like I'm surprised the thing didn't fall over, but I mean like everything. And I, flipped out i slammed all the drawers i put everything as close you know as close to get back together as possible i grabbed the cordless phone i ran back up to my room slammed the door behind me lock it like that's gonna help 
And I immediately call my mom and I'm, I'm like hysterically crying. And she's telling and she's not even paying attention to what I'm saying. And telling me to calm down. If it's really that bad, like just call the cops. And she hung up the phone. <laughs> she hung up the phone on you? Yeah. <laughs> like, way into the future is kind of one of those things like, remember when I was terrified and you just hung up on me? And and she's like, you know, oh no, of course I don't remember that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh Wow. That was and actually my like talking about doing this interview with you and being on the podcast and talking to my sister, she brought up the same thing. Her and my mom were decorating for some holiday. My mom's one of those people that has decorations for every single holiday. Like for yeah. the entire house, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, you know, everything. So they're putting up decorations and we had a big bay window in the living room and they're putting the, like the lights up in the window and they heard this huge crash sound come from the kitchen. And she said all the cabinet doors and drawers were open. Not the appliances, she didn't remember, but all the cabinet doors and drawers were open. But the weird thing from like having to hurt me is that she actually heard the sound. I didn't hear any sound. And from like the, by the front window to the kitchen and then from the kitchen to the garage, it, it's pretty evenly spaced out. Like there's not, as, you know, there's not any many like different walls to block the sound from happening. So like what happened to me was silent, which is probably even more creepy. But like for what happened to her and my mom, there was just this huge sound and then everything was open. That, and it was in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's trippy. I mean, so that that loud bang that she heard, do you think that was maybe all the doors opening up simultaneously? Or maybe all the drawers with like the utensils and stuff in it opening? Yeah. Like that's like <clears throat> that's kind of what like trips me out the most about it is that I had like the oven door and the shelves in the oven open and and I heard nothing still. I mean, maybe I was completely not paying attention to anything and just worried about getting a Pepsi, but it, it it's just so strange to me how like those were almost the exact same thing, but then almost differ so much. And because like, so what was the intention? And it's not like, you know, a truck was driving down the street or something and, and the house shook a little bit. And that's what you heard. Like, no, like everything was open and pulled out. This is Darren Marlar from the Weird Darkness Podcast, and you're listening to The Confessionals. Let me ask you a question. Now, I, I think you said that in order to get to the garage, you had to go through the kitchen, right? Correct. 
Okay, so from the time that you exited the kitchen and went into the garage to the time that you got back into the kitchen, saw those doors and everything open, how long are we talking here, roughly? Five to ten seconds, maybe a little bit longer. I mean, we're talking a matter of mm, maybe 12 steps there and back. Did you have... the? I don't expect you to remember this if you don't, but do you, do you remember uh, closing the door behind you to go into the garage or did you leave it open? I left it open. Okay. So you're home alone and you're in there, let's just say 15 seconds. All right. That's, that's generous, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So generally, generously speaking, you're 12 years old. You, you, you go through the kitchen, you, you go into the garage and you get your, yourself a juice box or whatever it was. And you go back in the kitchen and everything's open. So about 15 seconds of time period, you left the door open, you didn't hear anything, and all of a sudden it's all changed around. Uh, I, I would imagine that if somebody was at home trying to play a prank on you, you still would have heard them because the door was open. And it would have taken a lot longer than just 15 seconds. Absolutely. Every drawer open quietly and open all the doors, you know, and, and you know, the oven and the fridge and, you know, like the the vegetable drawer in the fridge and, and all everything like that was open. Wow. Okay. So, uh, I mean, that, that seems like a pretty freaky situation for a kid to go through. I mean, uh, I don't care who you are that, that there's something off about that. And I, as long as you're, you know, probably five years old, five years old or older, you're going to think there's something crazy going on here, you know? So I can't imagine how you felt. And I imagine, you know, I would have called my mom too. So, uh, these things are going on in the house. You're experiencing these different types of things. When you saw the shadow figure and stuff, how long of a period of time was it that you actually laid eyes on it? And I think you said it happened multiple times, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it even happened, you know, after like kind of like the big climax thing that happened in the house. But it from first happening to the kitchen is probably like about a year because I mean, it would, it would happen like every few months, like you'd see the shadow every few months. And then, and then it went from just not being downstairs at all to being in my room whenever I was home alone to then going downstairs to go, you know, go to the garage and get a drink and coming back and find the kitchen a disaster. And when you saw, when you actually laid eyes on it, how long was it though? Like, I mean, were you, are we talking about a few seconds or was it standing there for minutes and you're just staring at this thing freaked out? No, no, no. It was very quick. And, and it would almost be like, it would know that you were going to look at it and then just step far back enough in the room. So you can't see through the doorway. Like you can't see that corner of the okay. room through the doorway and the, and from the couch and like the angle you're looking at it at. I got you. That makes sense. And I, I mean, I've seen, uh, I wouldn't say shadow figures, but, uh, I've said this before in my old apartment that I used to live in the way the, where I sat in the, my, you know, everybody has their favorite spot in their living room to sit and watch TV. And I had a chair that I love sitting in, but you could see down the hallway on an angle though. So you really couldn't see the whole hallway front on. And my wife had pictures lined up down the hallway and, uh, the, you could see reflection when somebody walked by and consistently, almost every time I sat down in that chair, whether she was home or not, I, the last picture down the hallway, I would see a reflection like somebody walked out of my bedroom and was going into the bathroom. And uh, I, I, I consistently would see that. And 
I don't know whatever happened with that. I just, I just know that that was happening. And uh, there was times I'd walk back there to see if the, she was back there. Nope. She's not back there. And so I was just like, well, there's something freaky going on here, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm not the ghostbusters, you know what I mean? I'm not going <laughs> to, what am I going to do? It's, there's nothing I can do about it. So, yeah. I mean, so it's just like, it's just the fact that there's something creepy going on here. I, I, I wouldn't even say it was creepy because I really wasn't freaked out about it. I mean, maybe the first couple of times, but eventually, I mean, you know this, I'm sure it happens so many times you just kind of like yeah it's what happens you know it's just like whatever you know <laughs> so uh you know yeah, it's like usually the point where you're just brushing it off and exactly and for me especially it happening being alone like yeah i could brush it off but it's still just that uncomfortable feeling it's like you know i'll just i'll just go to my room like i i don't need to watch you know the big screen like i'll just go to my room <laughs> yeah i get that i absolutely get that uh you know it, it's just one of those things where i think people just get numb to it and they just you know gloss over it uh now when it comes to the attic door opening that's something i think i wouldn't get numb to i think even if i tried explaining it i i i worked up some kind of uh you know rationale in my mind that okay it's probably this every time it happens i'd probably be freaked out because i mean if if like my if my door to the studio here just opened by itself and closed by itself i don't care how many times that happens i'm going to have a problem with it you know what i mean so <laughs> <laughs> you always just go run up and grab the door and open it like someone's going to be there messing with you yeah now, well yeah, i wish i could have done that but even if i stood on my bed i wasn't tall enough to push open the attic door and see what was going on and that's what i was going to bring up the fact that this was in your room right the attic door yeah. Do you ever get the sense that something was singling you out at all in the house? I mean, you said your sister experienced something similar, but that's as far as I know, I and mean, maybe you know more, but that's one time. You've experienced so many different things here so far. Do you, do you ever did you ever get a feeling that maybe something was paying attention to you to you more than everybody else in the house? It Yes, but then again, trying to get any like my brother or sister and my mom to talk about anything like that is, is like pulling teeth for some reason. So even when I was younger and trying to talk to them about it, it was always, you know, like, Oh, you're just a kid. You're just scared of the dark, you know, go back to bed or, yeah. you know, go do your homework kind of thing. And so then, yeah, absolutely. It felt like it was singling me out because I, I didn't have any, anyone else's experiences to go off of. Okay. So like, Oh, this has happened. You also like, no, I had none of that. So it was all just me. I got you. And it was, it was, it was pretty terrifying, you know, like, and like now what 14 years later, it's kind of one of those where it's like, Oh yeah, it's just that thing that happened in my, me and my old house, you know, like in, but in my head, I remember everything. And cause it's just one of those things. It just, it, I'll remember it to the day I die. It stuck with me. Yeah. Like, especially the, the kitchen. And then the next, well, where I was going to go is so from being home alone and then going to bed, the, there would be like, so from you come up the stairs and then you you hit a wall so you could either make a left and go to my sister's room or a right and you can walk down the hallway and open my door and go to my room so i would always i always sleep with my door closed always have 
always will. And it probably is from this and always hearing someone like walking that hall in front of my door whenever I'm trying to go to bed. And, and it happened the same time as with the issue with the kitchen. So when I went up back to my room, you know, after I got hung up on my mom, <clears throat> of course, <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed and it sounds like someone's pacing my hallway. It, it, it was, oh man, I got goosebumps just talking about it. it, it it's so scary. I, I guess is a word. I can't think of anything else to say. It, it, it was just one of those, like, like you honestly think someone's in your house and trying to hurt you. And being so young, it was just, it was just terrifying. Sorry. I, mean, I don't have much more to say. Like it, 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 it just kind of like, I want to say like, like captivates you to like, that's all you think about whenever you're home. Like, what's going to happen next? What's going to be the next thing? Especially after you just had to deal with your entire kitchen exploding open. Yeah. And the biggest thing that happened is, and at that time, I wasn't even home alone. It was a weekday. And my, this is a, you know, like, I was maybe 12, 12 or 13. So my sister was staying, practically living with her boyfriend. So she was never home. And my brother was either a junior or senior in high school. Had to be a junior, sorry. And whenever my brother would come home, he always would like jump up the stairs, like skip steps. So like he would jump three steps at a time and, and you can almost time it like when you would start to see him like come up the stairs because we had... Uh, this bookcase in between like the the stairs and there was like a small little like playroom in off the hallway like before you got to my door and if you were walking up the stairs when like the floor for the upstairs starts you couldn't see over we didn't have a railing there we had like a, a bookcase and had like shelves on each side of it and it was about oh maybe about three feet tall so you had to get almost to like the third or fourth step, you know, like the second or third step from the top before you'd actually like start seeing someone's head come over like the bookcase and, and what you can watch them walk up the stairs, at least from like my bed. And so when my brother come home, you know, you can hear like the back door slam and then him walk up through the house and jump the stairs, you know, jump, jump, jump. And he'd start to see his head and then he'd come upstairs and come into the room. And one night, my mom and her boyfriend are home and they're sleeping and it's probably you know, maybe like 11 and I'm watching TV in my room quietly because even to this day, I'm, I'm a night owl. I, I, I don't sleep really well. And I hear my brother, or at least what I thought was my brother, jumping up the stairs. So I immediately shut the TV off, put the blanket over my head, you know, pretend I'm sleeping because I don't want him to out me to my mom and then I'm going to be in real trouble. Right. And uh, I, I didn't hear him come in my room. So I take the blanket off, and I'm looking down the hall, and I'm looking at the bookcase, and I don't see anyone standing there or anyone's head like just poking over the bookcase. And then 
I hear just stomp, 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 like someone's running down the stairs and almost like putting all their body weight into each step they're taking down the stairs and just pounding every step all the way down to the first floor. So I waited. And then I heard jump, jump, jump again. And you're thinking by, okay, I know by the fourth jump, I'm going to start seeing, you know, my brother Mark's head come over the bookcase and it would stop right there. And I would see nothing. And then again, pounding all the way down the stairs. So at this point, I just kind of like, okay, you know, I yell out, you know, like, okay, Mark, you scared me. Come in the room, you know, like, you know, this is over. Like, you got me. Just, just let me be. And then it would jump up the stairs again and stop. And then it pounded all the way down. So at this point, I just honestly think it's my brother screwing with me. I'm kind of not even paying attention. And then finally, the loudest it was jumping up the stairs, I look back over, and it, at this time, like it, it doesn't go back down. It felt like maybe 30 seconds, almost a minute I was waiting. It could have been shorter. But in staring at the stairs, from where like the floor meets the bookcase and then the stairs are behind it, flat against the floor, this face comes like straight out. Like if its ear was dragging on the floor and you can just see his head come past the bookcase and it's just staring at me. It had no mouth. Really like... I'm trying to think of an example. I can. I don't know if you've seen uh, Wolverine Origins. Probably not. It, it it was a terrible movie anyway. But <laughs> they they tried to make you know Deadpool look differently. But he gotcha. had these like super sunken eyes, and and they made him look like really big because like, I think they like cut his eyelids off or something, and his mouth was shown sewn shut so all i could see is these giant sunken eyes looking at me and we stared at each other maybe 15 20 seconds and just like nothing like just dead locked eyes to eye and then it smiles but like full ear to ear huge buck teeth like smile and it i was trying to explain to my girlfriend like what its smile looked like and the only thing i can come up with is if if you've seen those like dog treat commercials where it looks like they put the fake dentures in the dog's mouth and they're just these huge buck white teeth that's what yeah. like that's the kind of teeth it had and it completely faded out completely vanished. And about 15 minutes later, I hear the back door open and close and my brother jump up the stairs, come into the room. And I'm just laying back in bed, eyes wide open. He paid absolutely no attention to me. He lays down and goes to bed. So he wasn't even home. So there's no way that 
it could have been him with like a mask or my eyes playing tricks on me. Like I know I saw this thing. And even, even to this day, there's still a lot of like memories and stuff like from childhood, even like parties or, you know, like sometimes like my aunt will be like, Oh, you remember the bike I got you when you were 11? No, a lot of what I remember about that house and the house that we lived in before that, I really don't, but I like completely like my brain stops and focuses on that space. Like every time I'm trying to think back about something, because like, it's just, it's there. I, I wish I was good at drawing. I could draw something and send you a picture, but I'm not. It, it, I don't know. It, it still like haunts me to this day. Thinking about it. Thinking about it. You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So, me watching, he takes the knife to her laughing while he does it he turns to me and he says why so serious he comes at me with the knife why so serious sticks the blade in my mouth let's put a smile on that face Why so serious? Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? There's nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. He just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell them my name. They're all a part of it. They're all parts, all of them. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. I'm gonna die out here. Now clear your mind. Notice what scares you. If this thing shows itself to you, and I mean, as far as you know, as far as I know, nobody else has been shown anything in the house other than you. So you're experiencing this and it shows itself to you. It singles you out. And on top of that, all your other experiences, I can definitely, uh, I, I get the vibe that it paid, at least it, it paid more attention to you than anybody else. And that could scar anybody, really. Uh, this face that you saw, um, you said that uh, it had the the dark sunken. Uh, I think you said it was dark. Like I, what I picture yeah. is black eyes, <clears throat> like just these yep. black, empty, whole eyes looking at you, um, and just this weird looking face. I remember in the email you said the the skin was tight and uh, the nose was small. Um, you know, no mouth. Uh, how did it smile at you with no, with no mouth? How'd that whole thing work? So as it, you know, it's like you have 
kind of like a, a resting face and you start to smile and your cheeks kind of curl up when you smile. It started that with its face and then the mouth appeared like open from the center out to like, you know, the half moon shape to its ears or where its ears would be. But it, it just had this perfect half moon shape and this massive teeth. Like this guy's dentist was awesome. It 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 was just like from from out of nowhere. So like you like saw the cheek movement and then full mouth appeared. Okay, so do you think that um that we're dealing with supernatural things here? Okay, so uh it, there, <laughs> who knows what could happen? I mean, this freaking face appeared before you. Uh, do you think that this is something where it? didn't have a mouth and when it, as it starts smiling the mouth appeared or do you think maybe that that there was a mouth there but you just couldn't see maybe it was tight-lipped or something i i don't know i'm not trying to put words in your mouth i'm just trying to draw a picture here as to possibilities of what was going on there uh because what you what you just told me uh is something that uh similar to what i heard in another story that was told to me on an old member show from the website and this guy talked about uh, he encountered, he, he didn't, to be honest with you, I don't think he really knew what he encountered. Uh, I think initially he told me it was a Bigfoot, but then what he described, I think he was like, I don't know if it's Bigfoot or Dogman. I don't think he really understood totally what he experienced. But what he did experience was this thing staring at him, and then he said it smiled. And he said the smile went from ear to ear, this giant grin. And he actually sent me a picture off the internet of some other, you know, creepy looking face with a giant grin. He's like, this is the grin that I saw. And so uh, you're, you're not the first person that's told me that they saw something completely out of the ordinary, completely freaky, and then it smiles at them. And it's weird that these these types of things happen where people experience scary paranormal supernatural type experiences and whatever it is that's freaking you out smiles at you. Uh, did you get a sense that it smiled at you from uh, the standpoint of trying to scare you or because I'm sure it scared you or do you think it smiled at you like it was familiar with you? What, what kind of vibes did you get when that happened? Kind of like it when I don't even that same feeling you get, like if, if you're arguing with somebody and they're extremely calm and they just kind of give you that look and just a small smile, like, like they already know they won the argument and you're just arguing for no reason. So like they have the upper hand on you and you just at that point kind of feel like I, I should just shut my mouth. It, 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 I wouldn't say it was like anger or like it, it, in like trying to hurt me. I mean, absolutely scared me, but it was kind of one of those, like, like uh, I'm smiling at you because I know I can do this to you and get away with it. I got you. That's the feeling. So, I mean, this thing, and you only saw a head, right? Like you didn't see any other part of the body or anything like that. Not even a neck. And, and like I said, like, like ear to ear smile. If I could see the ears, like it was just face, no ears, you know, just chin, mouth eventually then the nose and the eyes and the forehead no hair just the face and flat against the floor what kind of what yeah. color was the skin it was 
semi-translucent. So, like, you, you, you could almost make out what was behind it, but then, like, kind of dark enough in in form so that you can actually, like, make it out in the darker, well, from the, amp, like, a little bit of ambient light coming in from the one uh, window that, that goes over the hallway from that little playroom. So you can totally see features, but it's not, like, bright enough to where you can, you know, like, as someone have all the lights on or something like that. But from the skin color, it's more of, like, like, like a translucent white. Okay. Now, I actually did a show with uh, somebody else early on, and this guy told me the story of where his mom was, like, kind of... I don't know. Like she was like an on-call exorcist. Okay. Like I titled the show, the emergency exorcist It's episode nine. And this guy shares the stories of where his mom would be called by people from their church and she would go and, you know, pray and stuff like that. But like, she was kind of, I don't know what else to call her, but an exorcist. All right. That's what she was. And the, I think it was the yeah, first story. I he remember had. the episode. All right. So you remember that episode. So the first episode or the first part of the show, I think it was where he said that she went into the house and on, I think he said it was on a staircase was this, this lady's daughter. Uh, and then I think there was like a head. I, I think he might, I can't remember if he said it was like attached to behind her it. behind her, or like right behind its shoulder or her shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it, when it would talk and move its mouth, she would say something. And it was just like this, this like floating head. And so, I mean, like, that's something that I've heard before on the show. I've heard it off the show. Like, these, these, these kind of things happen. And I, I don't quite understand why it's just a head. I mean, why, why not a whole apparition? Why just a head? I, I, it just gets me. I don't understand why. I, I, I don't I don't understand it. And actually, I think I started listening to your show maybe right around December, and then I started binge listening all the the past episodes, which I wish there were more because I've listened to them all. But when I heard that episode, that's what kind of like I immediately started talking to my girlfriend about like I should write in and tell him my story because it was the head that was, that just. Thinking about that, immediately I remember the face I saw, and it's like, okay, well, I, I need, I need to tell Tony this. And that, like, from that episode, is the reason why I, I, I wrote to you. Wow. Okay. Well, it's interesting because that episode popped up in my head, and you know the the patrons get to listen live and stuff. And the, and some, one of the patrons mentioned that episode too. And I was like, wow, it's, it's funny. We're all thinking about the same thing right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a creepy, eerie experience. I mean, you got a face looking at you with dark, deep black sunken eyes, tight skin. And you know, it, it's just no mouth and then a mouth appears. So I guess that's your, that's what you're standing on right now. Right. Like I'm trying to draw that picture out and stuff, because I mean, you say there's no mouth and then you, it smiles. So it's like, it, it didn't have a mouth and then it smiled. And then the mouth, mouth appeared as the muscles of the cheeks started smiling. Correct. So Unless it was, you know, sucking in its lips so that you couldn't see the lips, then, then yeah, it, the mouth just appeared. 
Gotcha. And was let me ask you this. Uh, was the mouth, once it appeared and you see the smile and you mentioned about the, the teeth and, and stuff, was the smile abnormally large? Huge. Huge. I, I, I mean, like, from nose to the bottom of its chin, I mean, like, from, like, the widest part, I mean, at least three inches, two inches. And then, you know, gradually getting smaller as it's arching up in the smile. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling you why? were going to say that. What? Why is that? Well, because, I, I, like I said, I've heard of these kind of stories before. And more often than not, when somebody says it smiled at them, the smile is abnormally large. And it's something that sticks out in a person's head. Like you would think that the black eye sunken in was probably the, the most defining feature of this thing. But the fact that it smiled at you all of a sudden takes the attention away from everything else because it's a creepy experience. And now this creepy experience that you're having is smiling at you. And the smile is more often than not that I, I, I've heard several accounts. I can't count. I probably can count them on my one hand. You know, some, let's just say around five times I've heard this where Somebody says they saw a face or an apparition where it's a full body thing and it smiled at them. And when it smiled at them, the smiling went from ear to ear. And uh, it, it's it's just something that I had a feeling you were going to say. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I haven't heard any other story, even somewhat similar to, to my story with, with the smile, you know, especially pertaining to the smile. Be, and I'm, you know, kind of a, podcast paranormal supernatural junkie and and i listen to every show everything out there excuse me and i haven't heard anything about like something smiling like that i know you said you had an older show like a member show yeah i called it i'm i'm gonna actually be releasing some of the old member shows as public shows because the people that were members on the website uh paid for that and I think that they should have the opportunity to hear that whenever they want. So I'm going to make them public shows uh, at, gradually. But I'm, I'll, I'll probably make that one of my first ones I release. It's like a two-hour show. And uh, this guy goes into this details of getting lost in the Smoky Mountains and what happened to him out there. And uh, he ran into this thing. He had lots of different weird experiences that night. But he he saw this thing. And it, I think he said it was a full-body apparition. Or maybe... I can't remember all the details, but I remember him saying that it smiled at him. And when he when he's telling the story, he's breaking down. Like he started crying uh, because it affected him that much. Just like how you, when you were telling the story and stuff, you started getting the goosebumps and things like that. Like this guy, like when he started describing the face and that it smiled at him, you could hear it in his voice. It brought back all those memories and it started scaring him again. And so this is something that definitely I've heard before. And that's just one story that I can recall because I actually interviewed the person, but I've heard other people, you know, recount similar things, you know, and this guy was saying Bigfoot or dog, man, like, that's the only thing he could describe it as. He's like, I don't like, I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like, I got the sense that he wasn't totally sure what he saw, but it was something crazy. And so, I mean, it just makes you wonder what these things are. I'm not just in general, you know, you hear these, these things where the the lines get blurred. Like people want to say UFOs are UFOs, Bigfoot's Bigfoot and ghosts are ghosts. But then you hear these parallels that match between different stories and it makes you wonder what's really going on here. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know if I would always be more comfortable having that happen out in the woods somewhere and not in your bed, in your house. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's like, 
like you can actually go home and get away from that. Not that it happened at your house and you know, you're a kid and you can't move out and you're stuck there. And nobody's believing you. Your mom hangs up on you when you talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it explodes and your mom hangs up on you. It, it <laughs> it's just, Oh, that that's insane. I I'm still blown away that you've heard about this before because I, I, I haven't. Well, I mean, you're a listener of the show, so just keep an ear out for it. I have no idea when that's going to get released. I mean, I have so many shows that need to get done, get released, but uh, when, <laughs> when it gets released, it, the title of it is something like uh, Lost in the Smoky Mountains or something like that. Like he, I, he got lost in the Smokies for a night, and he describes what happened to him that night. And, uh, you know, when you see that pop up, you'll know that's, that, that's the show. I just wrote it down. <laughs> I'm definitely listening to that. That's for sure. So, I mean, Matt, you had this experience and you've heard my show. You've heard tons of different experiences that people have had with, you know, Bigfoot, Dogman, Ghosts, UFOs, aliens, you know, whatever it is. Right. But these are your particular experiences. And you saw a face. It appeared before you. It smiled at you and it had uh, unnatural features like the black eyes that are sunken in. Like, you know, this wasn't just your brother goofing around. Like this was something paranormal with that said, you know, you went through your entire life after this and uh, leading up to this moment. And you remember this thing and you racked your brain about it. What's your conclusions as to what that was? And because everybody has their own ideas and there is no wrong answer to this. But what you experienced, let's just call it a ghost for generic terms, okay? The ghost you experienced. What do you think that, what do you think's going on there? I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you know, some people think that, you know, ghosts are demons. Some people think that ghosts are, you know, leftover spirits for that, that, you know, of a family member or somebody that lived in that house or leftover energy. Uh, what are your thoughts on that topic, man? You know, I, I do kind of, you know, toe the line of like a ghost is, it, it could be many different things, you know, like, like somebody who lived in the house who was attached to it and is still there, or it, it could have been something demonic, just trying to, you know, torture me being the youngest of the family, probably the most vulnerable, or a, 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 some sort of energy that can manifest itself in certain ways and, and, and lift objects and move things around and, it's it's kind of like you, when you said conclusions in my head. I mean, I, I don't have a conclusion. I mean, <laughs> I still don't know exactly what it was. And but if I had to put a name on it, part of me wants to lean more to the you know ghost, as in ghost, like someone who won't move on and is stuck in the house. Or there's the other part of me that maybe it was more towards the, the demonic side for like the mostly for the reason that like, it just felt very pointed to me. And, and I don't think, I think if it was just a spirit that wants to be in that house, it would have been doing it a lot more to my other family members. And, and, and I know like my sister had just recently told me about what happened to her, but that was just one thing. And everyone would hear the footsteps, but, nothing on the lines of actual like apparition like actually showing itself to me like i haven't heard anything like that from my family so i guess i really don't know (laughs) 
Right. Well, I mean, earlier in this interview, just a few minutes ago, actually, you said that you're a paranormal junkie. Uh, did this yep. did this kind of start that or were you like that your entire life? Or was this something that kind of pushed you into, you know, becoming a paranormal junkie or is this being a paranormal junkie more recent? No, it definitely from that point on. I, I, I don't I, I really don't know why it sparked this huge thing, because you think for how bad it scared me, I never want to see something like that again. But that's mostly all I'm interested in as far as what I listen to, what I watch entertainment wise, you know, I mean, next to ghost, it's, it's Bigfoot. And, and now Dogman is, is what I really want to get into. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I'm into all of it, all of it equally really anymore. I mean, I, I definitely find an interest in a lot of these things. And like I said to you earlier stuff, one of my biggest uh, pushes right now is trying to understand the parallels between these different categories and stuff, because they're definitely parallels. And a lot of times people are trying to deny those parallels. They don't want to admit that they exist. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm kind of geared differently because I, I don't really care what the answer is. I just would like to have the answer. I don't care if aliens exist or they don't exist. It doesn't bother me either way. I just want to know, you know what I mean? Like I, that's, that's just where I'm at right now with things like, yeah, is, is Bigfoot, uh, you know, a flesh and blood, you know, a hairy monkey walk around the woods or is it, you know, this paranormal alien that came from galaxies away or is it Nephilim or is it more of a uh, spiritual, uh, supernatural ghostly thing? I don't care what it is. I just want to have the answers. You know what I mean? I have my own personal opinions as what's going on with Bigfoot, but you know, until we all, you know, have, 100% proof of a body or something like that, or if it has a body, you know, we're never going to know. But I I just, that's why I don't really care what anybody has to say when it comes to their own opinions and stuff, because right now everybody's opinion is valid because we don't have the answers for anything. We, everybody, everybody wants to pretend and think they have answers, but nobody really has answers. And so (laughs) until then everybody's, everybody has, you know, valid points to share. Yeah. Everyone's guessing. Exactly. And, and and pretty much all you can do is tell your own story because I mean every person's individual I mean experience, not story, but it is very unique in its own different way. And and I don't know, like it that point it's just so strange to think like from how many people have experiences even similar or, or less than mine. And and even for people I've talked to through friends and 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 meeting people, it, there's always like that thing that happens to them stays with them for the rest of their life. So and you can tell when someone's telling you the story that like how true it is, just from their emotion, their body language, their facial expression, everything. So like you know like whatever how small or big their experience was, it, it's completely affecting them. So like it had to be true why would all these different people lie if, if, you know, ghosts aren't real or demons aren't real or Dogman, or Sasquatch or, you know, there, there's something to it, but no one has that, like that final connection to like hold down the truth of what exactly it is. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Absolutely get it. Well, Matt, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences and stuff. I mean, uh, I, I probably would be, uh, pushed into 
paranormal investigation and, and being a junkie myself <laughs> if I had that. Uh, for me, I, I haven't had a ton of experience. I've had experiences. I've shared them on the show, but uh, nothing that I consider really crazy, crazy. Uh, but here I am hosting a podcast, letting other people share their experiences. And I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, man. Uh, thank you, Tony. And I, that story you told about your grandpa and the angels, I mean, that one like practically moved me to tears and, and it, it was just awesome. I, I love your show and, and thanks for having it out with the people like me. Absolutely, man. Anytime, anytime. So uh, you take care, man. And if you ever get back to that house and stuff, let me know what happens. I don't think I'll be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Take care. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, there are three things you can do to help support the show. One, you can go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Two, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and become a patron of the show. And last but not least, you can go ahead and share this show around on social media. Go ahead and share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I don't even know what a Snapchat is, but I come from the era of landlines. So what do I know? But go ahead and share it around social media and that will help out the show a lot. And I want to say sorry to Wes Gerber from Sasquatch Chronicles for not having you on the show. I simply ran out of time. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And remember, the truth will set you free, but first, it will piss you off.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.